just because this is a homecoming celebration don't mean we need to program the Holy Ghost out. If there are needs in the house, Jesus is here to meet each and every need. So right now, let's just get our minds on worshiping God and letting the Holy Ghost have its way. Praise the Lord. Bless you, my brother. Amen. Give the Lord another good hand clap of praise. Amen. I appreciate the goodness and kindness of the Lord. I do want to extend a, a congratulation or whatever it would be fitting to say. 69 years. Amen. That's quite a testimony to the hand of God that's been with you and has preserved and kept you alive, brought you through many waters. Amen. Amen. Has had his hand upon you, and I give honor uh, to the pastor of this house and his wife. Appreciate the invitation. It's always good to come together and worship the Lord with the people of God. Amen. If there's one thing that has really stuck in me lately, it is the great need for the body of Christ to be together and to love each other for the love of the brotherhood. Amen. And for us to be one in him. Amen. And stand and unite together. I, some has come up to me today and, and said they're glad to see that I'm feeling better. I was pretty sick. There were some scary moments. And uh, it was the body of Christ that went to prayer. Amen. I, I, I couldn't help but think through that whole thing about Peter when he was in prison. But the Bible says, but prayer was made for him without ceasing of the church. <laughs> and an angel came in where he was. He was bound between two soldiers and two chains upon him. An angel came in there and loosed his chains and led him out of that prison. Amen. That's the kind of God we still serve today. Amen. Doesn't make any difference what hell tries to put on you. I'd had a dream about a lion that was trying to devour me and my wife. It was a reoccurring dream that kept coming unto me. And I didn't realize it was going to be in a form of a sickness that he tried to destroy. But God is faithful. Amen. He is our healer. He's everything we need him to be. Amen. It's great to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I want to sing just a couple of songs before I get in to the word today. And so uh, before I do that, though, I certainly don't want to miss an opportunity to ask my wife to stand and testify. She loves to do that. And she loves for me to ask her to. And if she would, stand and say something for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Great is the Lord. Hallelujah. Whenever you're ready up there.
to walk by faith There'll always be the mountains Valleys in our way Right here in this moment May our strength be renewed As we recall God has done How we've seen Him move If there's anybody here who's found Him faithful Anybody here who knows He's able Say Amen If there's anybody here who's seen His power Anybody here brought through the fire Say Amen Anybody here found joy in the midst of sorrow Peace in the storm, hope for tomorrow And you've seen it time and time again Just say Amen Can you shout Amen? Hallelujah Oh, sometimes through the darkness It gets hard to see The be bold and courageous And follow where He leads Greater is the one who's in us Than he that's in the world So child of God, remember the battle is the Lord's If there's anybody here who's found Him faithful Anybody here who knows He's able Say Amen If there's anybody here who's seen His power Anybody here brought through the fire Say Amen Anybody here found joy in the midst of sorrow Peace in the storm, hope for tomorrow And you've seen it time and time again Just say Amen Who can stand and testify of God in our lives. If there's anybody here who's found Him faithful, anybody here who knows He's able, just say Amen. If there's anybody here who's seen His power, anybody here brought through the fire, Say amen. Anybody here found joy in the midst of sorrow? Peace in the storm, hope for tomorrow. And you've seen it time and time again. Just say amen. Just say Come on, shout unto God. Have you found him faithful? Have you seen his power? Hallelujah. Oh, has he ever brought you through anything? Amen. Amen. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, shout to the Lord. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There are times in our lives where it seems as if God allows the enemy to touch us. I'll never forget to Tuesday night and I was so sick. And I looked at my wife and I said, honey, I really just don't know what's going to happen here. 
I said, I'm not sure. Maybe God's trying to tell me. It's time for me to step out of the way and let Michael just in his youth and vigor just run with it. And Michael, he comes in later on and he said, going to be all right, Dad? I said, I don't know, son. I said, I just really don't know right now. He said, well, I was praying, <laughs> asking the Lord about it. God said, you're going to be all right. I said, okay. All right. Amen. Amen. I'm sure he was praying hard because he don't want me to hand it over to him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But I appreciate the Lord. And I woke up that Wednesday morning, Brother Pritt, and I'm going to tell you, I was mad as fire. I was mad as fire. I, to myself, and I just said it really, I just said it openly. I said, devil, you're going to regret the day that you touch me. <laughs> and I, I tell you, God set a fire in me that I ain't had in years. I'm telling you. Amen. If there's one thing that I'm determined to do is make hell sorry that he touched me. Amen. Praise God. Is anybody redeemed in this house today? Have you been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Amen. I want to sing that one, brother. Hallelujah. I pulled out some of my favorite songs to sing today. And this truly is a testimony of my life. I love to sing this song. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give him another praise while we're waiting. Amen. Some of you may identify greatly with this song today. So I'll shake off these heavy chains 
says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you redeemed today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to sing just one more. I generally don't sing this many, but I kind of feel like singing today. Amen. I feel like preaching too. I'll get to that in a moment. Amen. Whenever you're ready up there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are looking forward to the day of the Lord? What a day. What a day it will be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just a little more on this mantra, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Try to hold on to this world with everything I have, but I feel the weight of what it brings, the hurt that tries to grab. Many trials that seem to never end. This word declares this truth. We will enter in this rest with wonders anew. But I hold on to this home. And the promise that he brings There will be a place with no more suffering There will be a day with no more tears No more pain and no more fears There will be a day when the burdens of this place Will be no more We'll see Jesus face to face But until that day We'll hold on to you always Hallelujah Though the journey seems so long you feel you're walking on your own. There has never been a step where you've walked out all alone. Troubled soul, don't lose your heart, for joy and peace he brings. 
and the beauty that's in storm I waste the hurt of life's sting but I hold on to this hope and the promise that he brings there will be a place with no more suffering there will be a day with no more tears no more pain and no more fears there will be a day when the burdens of this place will be no more we'll see jesus face to face but until that day we'll hold on to you always well i can't wait until that day when the very one i've lived for always will wipe away the sorrow that i face oh to touch the scars that rescued me from a life of shame and misery oh this is why this is why i sing there will be a day with no more tears no more pain and no more fears there will be a day when the burdens of this place will be no more we'll see jesus face to face there will be a day with no more tears and no more pain and no more fears well there will be a day when the burdens of this place will be no more we'll see jesus face to face well there will be a day he will wipe away the tears he will wipe away the tears he will wipe away the tears there will be a day well can we give him some more praise <laughs> hallelujah are you looking forward to that day. Hallelujah. Paul said, Amen. You know, if we have hope in this life only, we're among all men most miserable. Amen. Praise God. I'm glad today to know that we've got a great hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me without any further ado, Romans chapter 8. I'm going to start reading at verse 18. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 18. Amen. Give them a moment. Everybody there. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Thank you very much, brother. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. <laughs> for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption. To wit, the redemption of our body. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you and appreciate you. We are thankful, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. God, we thank you for what you have given unto us. Oh, God, we ask you today, Lord, to bless, oh, Lord, and to anoint, oh, God, and to move, 
Lord, in the remainder of this service, we thank you for what you've done thus far in the hearts and the lives that's been touched. We thank you, God, for this work and this ministry, the many years, God, that you have reached out and touched a community and a world, God, with this light of the gospel. We just pray today, Lord, as we celebrate this 69th year, God, that you would pour out, Lord, a special blessing upon this house and strength, encouragement, God. And, Lord, we just pray that you would minister to every heart, Lord, that is in this place, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Paul begins to speak about the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. That there is something coming that is of great glory for the church, uh, the manifestation of uh, the sons of God. A day, uh, amen, when all of creation uh, steps into the liberty, uh, amen, of the children of God. Uh, amen, that liberty being that day, uh, amen, that mortality puts on immortality uh, and corruption puts on uh, incorruption. Uh, that day which is the redemption of our body. When we finally reach that moment of the great adoption into the sons of God in its fullness. Amen. That now, amen, that even though our spirit has been redeemed, amen, that the spirit is live but the body is dead because of sin. Amen. There is suffering that's involved in this present time. Amen. Since the fall of man, since sin entered into the world, there has been death, there has been suffering in this present time. Amen. All of creation has been made subject unto vanity, unto frailty, under the struggles, pressures, temptations, trials, amen, and hardships of this present time. They're exposed to it, not willingly, amen, but made subject to it, amen. But he did not make them subject to vanity without some hope. Amen. That they were not willing, amen, to enter into it. But by reason of him, he said, who have subjected the same in hope. That even though humanity in all of creation, amen, was be subject unto vanity, yet God left them in that state with hope. Amen. I want to tell you, I thank God today that there are places we enter into, but God never leaves us there without some hope glory to God amen we may be made subject to some trials and sufferings in this present time but we are subjected to it in hope of the glory of God of the manifestation of the sons of God vanity simply means futility or worthlessness the emptiness of this present time Frailty, frail in a dying world that we're living in. Amen. Always going to corruption, exposed to trials, temptations, and cares. Amen. That we are made subject unto that because of the fall of man. We have been subjected unto this time of frailty and dying and death and sorrow and suffering. Amen. We have been made subject. Come on, it'll get better. Say with me. Hallelujah. We've been made subject uh, and exposed to hardships and trials. Uh, amen. I don't think there's anybody that's sitting in this house today uh, that would uh, reject this truth uh, that we suffer sometimes uh, in this life. Uh, we are subjected to sickness and disease uh, and hardships and life, trials and temptations, uh, struggles of the present time. Uh, amen. But God uh, has subjected us to that uh, with hope in our lives. We look in the scripture. I want to go there in St. John 14. Hallelujah. I don't always use a lot of scripture, but today I got a lot of scriptures. Hope that's all right with you. When I have to use a lot of scriptures, I just tell the church, say, well, nothing else, you've heard some word today. John 14 and 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. 
And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then he says in verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He's been telling them how that he is going to leave the world. The one whom they had followed, amen, their, their master, amen, their, their, their teacher, their, their comforter was leaving them. But he says, I will not leave you comfortless. We have been left in this present time of vanity. But he says, I will not leave you there comfortless. I will not abandon you. I will not leave you there as an orphan. I will not leave you and desert you in that present time. I may make you subject to it, but I will not forsake you in it. I'm going to tell you, I praise him today that what he leaves me into, he does not forsake me in. I couldn't help but think about those three Hebrew children. God made them subject to the fiery furnace, but he did not forsake them. In the midst of it, when Nebuchadnezzar looked in, he said, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and one is like unto the Son of God. I'm thankful today that when I'm made subject unto trials, that God has not abandoned me to the vanity of this world. He has not abandoned me, amen, to all of the struggles of this world. Amen. Daniel went into the lion's den. God sent an angel to shut their mouths. He was made subject under these things, but not abandoned in it. He has not deserted us in our time of struggle. That what he subjects us to, he also is faithful to help us with. Amen. I want to go just for a moment. Amen. And look in the scripture of Matthew 28 and 20. Jesus is telling them to go and to teach all nations, baptize them. And he said in verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you Always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. He said, I'm not going to forsake you. I know I'm leaving you here, and I'm sending you forth as sheep among wolves. But I will not abandon you there. I will be with you always. I will never leave you, and I will never, ever forsake you. David said, I was young, and now I am old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. He said, we may have been left subject to unto this vanity but we have not been forsaken in it we are not orphans in this present time Isaiah 41 and 10 says it like this fear thou not for I am with thee be not dismayed for I am thy God I will strengthen thee Yea, I will help thee. Amen. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. I have left you in a world of corruption and decay and dying and sorrow. He said, but don't be troubled. Amen. I am thy God and I am with thee. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you help and I'm going to uphold thee with my own right hand of righteousness. I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold you up, praise God. Hebrews 13 and 5, amen. Let me get some of these things out of the way and I'll preach a little bit. Hebrews 13 
and five. They may get there before me. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, church, we are in a time, amen, where there are struggles that we will go through. There are times of sickness. There is times of hardship. There is times of temptations and trials. There's persecutions. Amen. There is times, amen, where we just struggle in life. But praise God, the Lord did not abandon us as orphans in this present time. He said, I will come to you, and I'm going to help you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to hold you up with my own right hand of righteousness. We have a very present help in this time of trouble. If we'll lean upon his everlasting arm, we will find ourselves always able to stand in whatsoever trial that God would subject us to. Isn't it something that he that subjects us to it is also the one that is our rock in it? Amen. That he that subjects us to it is the one who reaches down his hand to help us. That he that subjected us to it is the one that made us a promise, I will not forsake you. Amen. If we trust in him and believe in him. I want to talk about some things that God has left us. Amen. We have been made subject to vanity. We are in a time of corruption. And we are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, for our adoption to come. Amen. And Jesus knew and he realized that there are some things we're going to need while we're waiting on the adoption. He knew we would pass through difficult times in this present time. And he left us with some things to strengthen us along the way. Right. Amen. Back in St. John 14 again. Hallelujah. I want to go on reading verse 19. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah saith unto him, Not a scary Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the word which he hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. He said, Peace, I leave with you. I'm going away. I'm departing from this world, but my peace I leave with you. Amen. My peace I give unto you, not as the world given, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The Lord left us something as he was leaving and knew that we would need it. He left peace. He said, peace I leave with you. And not just any peace. He said, my peace I leave with you. The peace that I have inside of me. Amen. I am the prince of peace. And I leave my peace with you. That you might have peace in the midst of this falling, corrupt 
world. In this time of vanity, I am giving you the peace that passeth all understanding. Peace that will keep your hearts and minds. That when you struggle in this present time and you run unto the Lord, there is a peace that comes over your spirit that even though the world is falling apart and even though it may seem as if your own life is falling apart heart but yet there is a peace that comes inside of you that's only the peace of God you see this world can be falling apart your family can be falling apart I love the testimony of one of the sisters in the church here just recently she talked about how that her family's falling apart, her children is falling apart. She said, but somehow amazingly, amen, I still got peace and I still got joy on the inside. He said, I remember a time when I would have been all tore up and ready to throw in the towel, but somehow I've got peace of God inside of me and joy of the Lord in my heart. I'm gonna tell you something today. You can pass through all kinds of fire and trouble and struggle and persecutions in this world and still keep the peace of God. Just I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to leave with you peace. Amen. Peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. How many of you got the peace of God today? The peace of God. That passeth all understanding. Hallelujah. In the book of John, the 15th chapter, reading in verse 9 through 11, he says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. There are things that the Lord has commanded us that we might say pleasing to him and that his joy might remain in us. If we keep his commandments, we're going to abide in his love. And through abiding in his love, there is a joy that abides inside of us that no matter what we pass through in this world of vanity we can still have the joy of the Lord as our strength. We are not forsaken in this present time that your joy might be full. Jesus, when he was praying as our intercessor in John 17, hallelujah, I love this. He says in verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Now come I to thee. I have been in the world. I have kept them while I was in the world. But now I come to thee. And these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world but that thou shouldest keep Keep them from the evil. Amen, I tell you, he was leaving, but he was also causing something to abide with us. Amen, that our joy might be full. That they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. 
Hallelujah. Do you have the joy of the Lord today in your soul? You, amen, as a child of God, are not to live in this world without God's peace and without God's joy. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm going to give you another comforter, the Holy Ghost, that's going to abide with you and when you're walking through struggles the Holy Ghost will give you peace and will give you joy I have not abandoned you I have not left you comfortless he said I will not leave you comfortless there are times when we may feel that way. Jesus on the cross said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But the word is true. When he said, I will never leave thee, and nor will I forsake thee, but I will be with thee always, no, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I'm telling you something today. Some of you may feel, amen, in some trials in your life. You may look up and say, God, where are you at? He's going to be the peace that abides within. He's going to be the joy that abides in your soul. Second Corinthians 12. Hallelujah. I'm going to read 7 through 10. We know the very well familiar scriptures. He said, Paul's writing, And lest I should be exalted above measure. Through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. There is something in this scripture that the Lord said to Paul that he has given unto him. The first one he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Sometimes we only think grace is involved in salvation. But the grace of God is God's delight in you and God's favor over you. That when you're in trouble, there is a God who will shine favor on your life that when the world is falling around you the Bible says that Noah found favor or grace in the eyes of God I'm telling you today there is a help there is a strength that comes from the grace of God that will pour on your life Come on, give him a praise. I got to get a drink. Come on, give him a good shout. My grace is sufficient for thee. I'm going to tell you something. In a dark hour of your life, it's good to know that you're in favor with him. There's sometimes when that's all that helps you stand. That's all 
that gives you strength and gives you peace and gives you joy is to know that I have favor in the eyes of my God. Hallelujah. I tell you, I'm thanking today, amen, that whether I live and whether I die, hallelujah, that I know in whom I dwell and who dwells in me. I know that I am his and he is mine. That's favor, that's grace. Hallelujah. My grace is sufficient. But then he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul said, for when I am weak, then am I strong. It seems like the one thing we try to prevent from happening in our lives is to be weak. We want to stand as that old, old tree, strong and bold. We want God to do the miraculous in our lives. But it seems like we never want to be exposed to weakness. We never want to be subjected unto a time of weakness. But what we don't understand is how the grace of God operates in our weakness. It's then that we experience the strength of God. It's then that God's power would come upon our lives. That then in our time of weakness, that it's then that we are made strong. The grace of God is that when you're weak, he gives you strength. Paul, crying out, God, take this from me. The Lord subjected him unto a time of being subject to a messenger of Satan to buffet him. How would we, how would we deal with that, Brother Pruitt? How would we handle it if we understood that we were subjected to a time to let Satan, a man, buffet us and let Satan afflict us and trouble us? Well, that's not God's will for the church. Read about Paul. Amen. If Paul endured it, sometimes we had to endure it as well. But what we've got to understand is in that time, as we are crying out for deliverance, God doesn't always take away our struggle. But he does give us his grace and he does give us his strength. That whatever God leads us into, his grace and his strength will lead us out of. That God is faithful to us not to abandon us as orphans in the things that he subjects us to. My grace is sufficient for you, Paul. And my strength is complete and totally filled up to the fullness in your weakness. Paul come of a mindset, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may come upon me. Hallelujah. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions and distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I'm going to sing and be glad in the Lord even when I am afflicted, even when I'm tormented, even when I'm persecuted. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord because I know that grace is bringing strength and the power of Christ is going to rest upon me. I'm going to rejoice in all things and at all times. And give praise unto the Lord. Somebody just needs to praise God in their trouble today. Last but not least, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. We are troubled 
on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. God did not abandon them in all of the trials they went through. As they were troubled and afflicted and suffered tribulation on every side. On every side it pressed in upon them. There seemed to be no relief from the pressure of the day in which they were living in. But even though the pressures of life was crowding in upon their lives, they felt no distress. They did not feel crowded in and narrowed. They did not feel as if they was without any resource or without any help. They did not feel as if it prevented him from being the man of God that God had called him to be. It did not discourage him. It did not dishearten him. It did not overcome him. He was not overwhelmed by the troubles that came in upon his life. Why was that? It was because of what Jesus left unto us of his peace, of his joy, of his grace, and of his strength for every trial we face. We're perplexed. Sometimes I don't know the answer. There's sometimes I don't know how God's going to help us. Or sometimes I don't know how God's going to make a way and it's a perplexing moment. Hey, sometimes I feel anxious or sometimes I have thoughts of doubt and questioning that runs through my mind. Amen. Perplexed sometimes, but I have never been in despair. I haven't been without help. I've been perplexed, but I've never been without help. I've never been left without strength and resources. God made a way. Been persecuted, but he was faithful. I've never been forsaken. I've been cast down, but I've never been destroyed. I'm telling you today, there is a hope for the church. We are waiting for an adoption. We are waiting for that moment when we rise to meet him in the air and we're changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. I, at least I hope that we're still waiting for that. Oh, not that we don't look for revival, for we do. Not that we don't have an expectation of a move of God, for we do. Not that we're not looking for miracles and signs and wonders and souls uh, to be added under the church, uh, for we do. But in the midst of that, Brother Put, uh, our eyes ought to be lifted up uh, and the pride be crying out, even so, uh, come, Lord Jesus. Uh, I'm not going to preach on that. I could a while. Where is the heart of the church? Where is its love? Where is that love of the church longing for its beloved? Come on, Jesus. As we're looking for that adoption, as we're looking for that change, hallelujah, in this present time, God has left us something. Amen. We don't have to live in this life without peace without joy, without grace, without strength. We don't have to walk through this time in the molly grubs and the humdrums and our, amen, our heads hanging low of all the troubles that we face and, amen, us uh, being discouraged and beat down by, by the voice of an adversary that speaks uh, into our ear. Amen. There is a God uh, that has made us a promise. There is a God uh, that has given us hope. Uh, there is a God that has left unto us peace uh, and joy and grace and strength. Uh, I encourage you today, uh, just for a few moments, uh, if you need 
need that. Amen. He is here today. Amen. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, amen, is alive and well. And if you need his peace or you need his joy, you need that grace and strength applied to you. It is here today. He's all we need. Just for a few moments. Amen. I kind of be mindful of time this day. Amen. We get somebody to play something up here this moment. 